Episode of True North Nerds. Yay! This week, a bunch of news. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff because uh, just because of vacations and trips and like a whole bunch of other stuff going on right now. Uh, I don't know if all four of us saw the same things that came out this week, but I'm pretty I, I, sure like two or three of us saw one thing, two of us saw the other thing, so... This has been the first couple of weeks in a very long time when there hasn't been any new Star Wars, Star Trek, or MCU content, you know. So uh, it's been a weird week of watching television. A good week, but a weird week. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, we have Kevin. Hi, that's me. We have Jen. Hi. And we have Ryan. Hello. All right, so Ryan, yes. what is in the news this week? Uh, what is in the news this week? Um, let's start with uh, something that interests Brent and I. Um, there's a new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming to theaters this time next uh, next summer, uh, created by Seth Rogen, and we have a title. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutant mayhem <laughs> and they had a whole little display you know unveiling of the logo and stuff with some like ooze flowing out of it onto the sidewalk and neat yeah uh, i think this is animated i don't think it's live I, action I'm i believe sure. it is animated yeah uh, the, but not, uh, yeah, not necessarily. Uh, which style? I'm not sure. I think it's more the CGI style of the previous theatrical release versus the cartoon that is currently airing that just had its own um, movie on Netflix this week. Yeah, um, I think it's it. It sounded like the logo is different. Like it's kind of a combination of a bunch of logos. Um. And it's according to Wikipedia, it is going to be computer animated. Um, the idea was that this is going to be um, more in terms of like the the comic book turtles, but who knows? So, so coming to a theater near you next summer. <laughs> Uh, also in the new movies, we got a trailer so, uh, for Samaritan. Uh, this is the uh, a superhero movie starring Sylvester Stallone, where he's like a retired older superhero in a world where you know, mm. crime has started, you know, is coming back, and people are looking for hope. And in the trailer, we see this young this young gentleman who kind of discovers that who you know that he's Samaritan and tries to convince him that he needs to come out of retirement and 
save the city. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the trailer was all right. Yeah, I like the part in the trailer when he's like, oh, leave me alone, kid. I'm not Samaritan. No, leave me alone, leave me alone. And he steps in the traffic and gets hit by a car. <laughs> and then he's okay, like, fine. <laughs> he's like, okay, fine, I'm Samaritan. <laughs> but it still hurts. <laughs> and this uh, Samaritan has no relation to the one from Astro City. He's no. their Superman um, analog yeah. in Astro City, so that's where my head is. No. Um, ju- judging by it, it's like it looks like it's kind of like a mixture of Superman and Batman. Okay. It kind of reminds me of um, I don't remember what book it was, but I think Brent lent me a book to read of a, a super a guy who was a hero on an alien planet, and then he went back to his to Earth, and nobody believed that he had spent all this time on the as a hero on the alien planet. Mm. Yeah, that was a uh, Starlight. Uh, yeah, that was good. I really series. liked that story. <laughs> I like. I thought that would have been a perfect movie for Sylvester Stallone to do. Well, yeah, I guess we, he still can because it's not really a superhero book. It's more like like a Flash Gordon or something like that. John Carter yeah. type story. Yeah, you and yeah, I have discussed exactly. that one before. I keep meaning to borrow that from you. Um, and then other than that, my big news thing for the week is what's going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery? That's, that's a good question, Do you even know? It sounds like the guy in charge knows. Because he's got, they got plans. So this week it has come out that uh, the upcoming, well, the one time upcoming HBO Max release, uh, Batgirl, has been canceled, completely canceled. Like even though principal ooh. photography is done, even though they were sh- they were doing uh, test screenings, uh, that's at the point that they were at, and it's yeah, no, it is canned. Now, a lot of the rumors uh, for it were uh, money related, saying that it's you, you know they're going to cancel it and use that as a, some kind of a tax write off or tax break. Uh, that and the from all reports, ninety percent finished uh, Scrub movie, Halloween uh, Holiday Haunt. That was supposed to be the uh, follow up to the previous Scrub cartoon. Um, that also got got canned. Now, if they do use these as uh, tax write offs, then they can not make any money off them. They can have no monetary gain off of these movies, which means they will never. See the light of day. They won't end up just randomly on. Well, okay, unless somebody illegally uh, posts it online somewhere, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but like, they won't end up like streaming on HBO or streaming on another channel or, or a different studio or anything. They will just be it's pretty much like tear up the film, they cut the film, erase the, the hard drives. These movies don't exist anymore. I mean, you'd figure at this point they might as well just. Slap it on a streaming service. But that's, I guess, from the reports I read, they felt that doing movies, I guess, they wanted them, like, doesn't they want the DC movies to be a certain level? And mm-hmm. they want it to be the level of yeah. a theatrical release and not a level of a, of a streaming release. And that doing movies for straight to streaming doesn't make the streaming service any money. 
Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they may begin. They may not make any movies that are going to be strictly HBO Max. That mm-hmm. all any movies that they make going forward will have have to have a theatrical run. And then with that said, they have moved away from their policy of the forty-five day window, then going straight to streaming on HBO Max. Mm. Now it's after the forty-five days. It doesn't necessarily need to go. It won't or it won't necessarily go straight to the uh, to Max or whatever the channel ends up being called. Because it sounds like they are looking at merging both uh, Discovery Plus and HBO Max, mm-hmm. and they have uh, fired a good chunk of the higher ups at HBO Max. Like there, there's been a lot of people losing jobs this week. Yeah. yeah. The thing that, like, okay, so the the Batgirl thing, I it doesn't like. It, it makes sense and doesn't make sense to me. Is like, again, is you have a streaming service that needs new content. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the amount of tax break that this is going to give you to me does not match up with the amount of money you'd want to generate from your streaming service. So, okay, all right, whatever. I guess they have the analytics that show that a new movie like this doesn't necessarily add anything to the streaming service. Maybe not. They could put other shows on instead to offset that. Yeah, you need content, though, right? Like, it's one thing, like, I'm not saying, like, like, think about it like bare bones, right? Like, finish off the movie... We'll say since it's what right now the estimate is somewhere around ninety percent done, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll say that like a couple more million dollars finishes it off. You don't have to put promotion into it, like like just do a new mutants, yeah. just drop it in there and see yep. how well it does. Like I think the fact that Michael Keaton is in the movie as mm-hmm. Batman would have been enough to draw some eyeballs to this thing. I still, I even say, even if they had dropped it into theaters, it, you know, so they said it was like a, uh, had a budget of around ninety million dollars so far. Okay, so even if you put, you, so you're gonna say so you put it in theaters and you decide to market, you know, you have to put marketing money behind it. Okay, that's probably another forty million dollars right there. I can see Batgirl at least making a hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm. It'd probably make half that at least in its open week opening weekend. Like I said, just because Michael Keaton's Batman is in it. Yeah, but apparently he might good, not be in it as like as much as everybody thinks he is. That's the other rumor going around. Yeah, like it's it we'd be lying to the public. Um, but the the one that really gets me is the Scoob sequel. Because if, like, Batgirl, like, just going from, like, really stupid thinking is it's an unknown quantity, right? Is we haven't had a Batgirl movie before. We don't know how well it would perform. People don't want to see female superheroes. Yeah, well, we'll, (laughs) I'll I'll bring that back up when we get into sort of the review portion of the show. Um the the fact that like Scoob has metrics behind it that it like it did well for their streaming service, mm-hmm. like because like the first one did well. It was a yep. pandemic release, yeah, but it was on streaming and they have numbers to back it up. Now, would it do as well this time? Now that people aren't like kind of stuck at home, 
That's a question mark. But like it, it to me, there's numbers behind it that prove that it's worth giving a shot. Well, especially, especially when you're at the 90% done, 95% yeah. done phase. And, okay, it's a Scooby-Doo cartoon. It's called Holiday Haunt. So I assume it's probably going to come out this winter. November, it was supposed December. to come out after Halloween. Okay. Um, let me see if I get... So, like, weirdly, some of the information we get from this is from Paul Dini, one of our favorite Batman writers over the last couple of years, because he was a writer on that movie. So, and he tweeted out a bunch of stuff about it. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Like, if it comes, say this was come out in December, I can see a Scooby-Doo cartoon in theaters at that time of year making some money because it's something for kids parents to bring their kids to the theater when they're out of school or at, uh, at Christmas time you know so like it's a family friendly cartoon yeah okay so this is like and this is from Paul Dini he tweeted it out on Friday and like I, I gotta like kind of go with his thoughts on this yes I'm the co I'm co-writer but also, why cancel a 95% finished holiday movie this close to fall when you're guaranteed kids watching it right after Halloween until at least New Year's? Makes no business sense, especially as both kids and parents dug the work-in-progress screening. Mm. Mm, yeah. And I tend to, like, kind of agree yeah. with them. Like, the Batgirl one, like I, don't, like, I don't understand that either, but at least I can make up bullshit reasons in my head why some bean counter somewhere thinks it's a good idea to get rid of but like Scoob is like you're just like this is throwing away money to me mm-hmm. so yeah well, and, and, there are some and, other uh, uh, there's some other like high profile stuff that's that's fallen away too like they they released during their earnings call a list of uh, like a graphic that showed all of their sort of top um top brands and uh and things and some major ones were not there like cartoon network um uh, pretty much it looks like warner brothers is going to get right out of the children's programming game which is going to lead to the cancellation of a tiny tunes adventure reboot that was being made oh Plus, i had uh, forgot about that um be, uh, the new batman show that paul dini announced uh, probably not going to happen now. Like, oh, no, the, that, from what I heard, yeah, that Gotham Knights is already, yeah, it's been canceled. Not Gotham Knights. Uh, the, the the new version of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, shit. Okay. Shit, that sucks. Yeah, like none of that animation stuff is looking, looking like it's going to happen. So wait, yeah. they're not doing children's programming at all anymore? Doesn't look like it. There was no talk of uh, children's programming or animation at all in any of their um, in any of their um, network um, uh, on their earnings call the other day. Well, now and let's fun. let's also think about the fact that like beyond Scoob, like this is the company that owns Hanna Barbera. Yeah, yep. and like and amongst other properties, I know there's a bunch of other ones they've acquired over the years, but that would be the major like library of of beyond the the Warner Brothers cartoon stuff. 
So like like you like factor those two things in, right? It's all the Hanna Barbera stuff, which right now mainly consists of Scoob and the, some of the characters they brought into that first. There's movie. Um, no, there's Jellystone. There's a, there's a show called Jellystone, which is all the Yogi Bear characters. That's yep. been going for two seasons. That oh, okay. Um, there was talk of a Powerpuff Girls reboot. Uh, that Aww. was happening. There was uh, talk of us of a Flintstones re, uh, well, reboot or continuation yeah, too at like one an, point, uh, like an adult animation. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's all the Warner Brothers stuff. So Bugs yeah. and Daffy and all those guys too. Like, so are they just like completely shuttering those things? Are they going to start licensing them off to other companies to do stuff with? Um, I don't know. They yeah. when they were when they were showing their biggest uh, their biggest franchises, Looney Tunes didn't even make the list. Yeah, Ugh. which granted, there has been some like not issues, but like they haven't found the the Looney Tunes project to get that brand going again in the last little while. They've been doing tons of new Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, no, they they have, but it, none of it seems to be sticking. You know what I mean? They're like, I guess the biggest example of it was the new Space Jam movie, where they bartered on nostalgia instead of trying to go in for quality, and uh, yeah, didn't work out. We just haven't gotten any of the new Looney Tunes cartoons up here, have they? Or if, they, if we, we have, they're on Teletoon or something. That I don't get. Yeah. So, like, like just like there's that. Um, for Ryan and I, one of the things that has been talked about is uh, the the Warner Discovery is the home to uh, TNT and TBS, which are essentially been the homes to AEW wrestling for the past couple of years. And the question has been brought up of. Uh, what happens to now that's like basically they're they're buying the show for their networks but do they continue to buy it when all this like with all this going on they want to like i would say like they're definitely going to put money into nba and stuff like that because that's a real money maker for them but uh yeah, AEW but she- might want to start shopping themselves around the first opportunity they get yeah, mm. just one of those, to be able to keep uh, the NBA to have the money to buy to to, to license that. Are they going to cut other? You know, what else are they cutting? Yeah, and that's not and that's like cynical me is like that's not something they own, so I can see it going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's now having said that, I did just read an article that just came out on CBR that the Green Lantern Corps series is a go and will be. On Warner Brothers Discovery in mm-hmm. 2024. Now, here's something uh, that we discussed at my day job that my boss heard about, and like I would have to look up the specifics, but um, there's a good chance in the next couple years that some of their superhero characters for DC start hitting public domain. Mm-hmm. Which like what do you do at that point too is like do you shutter dc comics and start licensing them out to other places 
I don't know. Like it, me, I would I would think not. But how much worth is there in Batman when anybody can make basically a Batman at that point? Like it would have to be based around the first version of it from the the Bob Kane first appearance. So he'd have the purple gloves and stuff. But realistically, it's <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Like why bother putting money into it if if anybody can make one? Mm-hmm. But then they also now he did say in that earnings call uh, that they, they they feel really highly of their DC stuff. Like they had DC as its own as a studio in that spreadsheet. Yeah, and and brands of like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman like as big brands that they owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came out and said that they are putting a team in place that will have a 10-year plan like Kevin Feige and his team did with Marvel. Yeah, but the only thing with that is this would be the like third time that yeah. we've had a 10-year plan announced. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, or at least the, the second shifting, time. But yeah. The shifting people over there is... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's interesting. Like that whole thing is interesting, and the um, and I like it's one of those weird things. Like this may end up being like the biggest story of the year, kind of thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But we we might not really know the impact of it for like you know months, another years. like another yeah. couple months to another couple of years. Uh, yeah, you know, I think a thing that you got we've got to think about too is. Um, the merger of these two companies and the streaming service that comes out of it is going to be a more well-rounded streaming service than than either HBO Max or Discovery Plus that they have now, right? Mm. Because there are huge franchises that we don't even think about that are on Discovery that skew more towards women and uh, older people. Things like the 90 Day Fiance universe... Uh, yeah, stuff like that. It sounds ridiculous, but there are like a dozen shows based on that on that franchise, and they are super hot. All your Food Network stuff is going to be part of it now. Mythbusters, you know, there's tons of there are tons and tons of of um, of IP that come from that side. Shark Week, they they noted noted Shark Week as one of their major brands yeah. uh, in their earnings call, right? So. Um, I think whatever comes out of this at the end, and I thought HBO Max was one of the top three streaming services in the U.S., but uh, whatever comes out of this, I think, might be even stronger. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, the... the uh, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, the one thing that really gets me is that, like... Batgirl's getting shelved, but yeah. the Flash, however, yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention that the directors of Batgirl did the first and last episodes of Ms. Marvel, so they've got yes. a huge track record when it comes to popular superhero um, uh, programming. And and yeah. Kevin Feige has already like sent the messages apparently saying like, hey, uh. Sorry to hear about this. We love you. Uh, you know, we got some stuff in the sandbox that you can play with. <laughs> Stay with Marvel. 
So, um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, so along with all that, um, I don't think we, I think we kind of glossed over it. But yeah, so the Flash on CW uh, will be having season nine coming up, but it will be a shortened and final season for the show. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I think, think it was that kind surprises of any of us at this point, does no, it? No, I think it, it I'm surprised it lasted this long. Yeah, it was and it officially it brings the Arrowverse to an end. Yeah, it was the yeah, last that's, survivor, that's the last standing guy, right? Well, you can still say Superman and Lois, but they've kind of said that they're on a different, they're they different part of them the out. Yeah. yeah, even though they still have the same same actors and stuff that appeared in the, as those characters on that uh, on the other, the other shows, but yeah, they're just a different part of the multiverse. Hmm. And then, uh, so we've got the other Flash, Ezra Miller, is mm. up. We've got another update on his wackiness and the. It's it's getting to the point where this it's, it's, this is sad. Like and yet to you know wonder there's clearly something going on where he's got a bunch of yes people around him that are just letting him do whatever or let them or whatever. I'm not sure how they uh, how I Ezra. He, I think they go by them. Yeah, sorry, um, but yeah, apparently. The, Ezra has been driving around the country uh, armed, wearing bulletproof vests, and paranoid that they're being followed by the FBI and the KKK. I guess there was a few months ago he tweeted out, uh, though they tweeted out a video telling uh, a specific chapter of the KKK to go and kill themselves. Ha. Mm. Huh. So okay, yeah. The, on, on top of all those a, other stories, yeah, it's it's weird. And like, so here's here's both sides, uh, sort of like both sides from looking at it, right? You have the one side where there is all of this stuff going on that is being reported. There is accusations about him grooming a minor. But there is also the other side of it that is saying that, like, well, maybe he because the the minor in question might be trans that 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 Ezra is helping protect this person from their parents. Like there, there's both sides of it. Uh, but the, the one thing that I find really kind of interesting slash weird is the fact that. Fox News isn't going after the story. And like, I, I, okay, bear with me, uh, listeners. I'm not turning into right wing nut bar or a Fox <laughs> News person. But the Fox News doesn't isn't really doing anything about this, which makes you wonder, because like here is your perfect target for for that organization. It's a it's a non-binary person that you look at pictures of is everything that Fox News hates and would love to like get so much publicity out of this person being because they are a threat to our youth and all this bullshit why aren't they doing stories on it and that that really surprises me and also kind of like what is the reason? Do they know? Like weirdly, do they know something that everybody else doesn't? 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's this is like something that like the people at that network would like kill for. It's something. A lot of it is what they accused like you know normal straight or homosexual actors of in multiple circumstances. If the accusations on Ezra Miller are to be believed, we we've got like here's your poster child for all that bullshit, like hateful thought. Why aren't they doing going after them? And that that's that's the weird part of this whole story. And I'm sure it's going to get weirder before it ends. And hopefully when this story comes to a conclusion, it's not tragically. Because yeah. right now, like with all the accusations and everything else that are coming out of it, it really makes you think that like that there is not going to be a good outcome to this no matter like what happens to it. And that's kind of bad and scary. Mm-hmm. Which kind of part of it with hearing the things Ezra's doing and the way people are reacting to it reminds me back to when Brittany had her breakdown and like shaved her head in Vegas and was doing was yeah. doing all that stuff. And I just kind of remember how everybody like in the media and stuff joked about her and jumped on it only to, you know, now like, like 10 years later to find out like, oh, she was going through some mental you know, having a mental breakdown and going mm-hmm. through a lot of shit and was a victim and so that's why it's kind of like when, even when I bring up this Ezra stuff, it's more like to bring up so we can talk about what's going on, not necessarily like, to make fun of them or, or them or or anything like that but it's just some you know, you're wondering why someone isn't doing something to you wonder is it a case of surrounding yourself with yes people and being young with money and an army of yes people around you and you know are they endangering themselves when someone should be stepping in and yeah saying stop or you need help can we help you Yeah. All right. You got anything else? Maybe something a little bit more cheerful? No, that's it for me. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I, I got one. Okay. And on a high note. Yay. From, uh, oh, we got thunder here. Did you hear that? Yeah. I, I did. <laughs> I thought you were moving stuff on your desk. No, that was Thunderbolt. Nice. So um, take this with a grain of salt because mm, we I don't like know. Exactly what it is, what's going on here. Um, C2E2 has occurred the weekend of this recording, and Rosario Dawson uh, may have let slip some Disney Plus news or, well, MCU news. Oh. She had a panel and she was talking about, like, she's obviously doing Ahsoka and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody asked if she would also possibly be returning in like Daredevil because she did play Claire Temple in the Netflix series. Oh, yes. So now the quote that I have found um, from this and I'm going to say this might not be completely and utterly accurate right off the bat, but I keep seeing the same quote. So um, basically that. 
She says, I hadn't heard that announcement, but I found out yesterday that the Punisher was happening again. Oh. So I feel like it's my second chance because that's the only one of the shows I wasn't in, and I love John Barenthal. So let's all make it happen collectively, guys. <laughs> I.e., she, she would like to portray that character in Punisher because she never got a chance to and never got to work with John Barenthal. The thing is, is uh, what Punisher TV show there, Rosario? Yeah, you would have right found now, out about it, but the, the rest of us haven't. Talk about it. I thought that it wasn't. There was a Punisher TV show, wasn't there? There, there was. Netflix, but there's been nothing announced for Disney. Oh. Ooh. Because, well, he's, uh, he as a character is a little bit of a, of a difficult one in some ways for Disney Plus. Yeah. But, uh, like, he's an awesome Punisher. I'd be glad to see him back. I think yeah. he'd be like it sounds like you every time it gets brought up to him he he'd be down for it if it's done right. Yeah. Now, I did see that, that with that being said, it's funny now the what I saw has a little more context. I did see uh, a, a headline or an image with the rumor of Disney working towards a Midnight Suns movie yeah, whether I've for streaming or for for theatrical release. And that that might not be like a surprising thing, given the the maybe it's the testing of the waters because there's the video game that's based around that idea that's on its way out. Mm. There is a, a new Midnight Suns comic book series that's on its way out from Marvel, I think, in October. So is it really out of the realms of possibility that this they're looking at it at any rate? They've got yep. the characters they can do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the Punisher you could kind of slide in there because it's 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 the weird thing. Punisher gunning down human beings are rating. Punisher gunning down vampires or zombies. Eh, that's a PG-13 or an A. Yeah, that's <laughs> because they don't exist. They're not. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's because when Same he shoots reason. them, you, you get dust. You don't get blood. Exactly. Same reason why uh, He-Man always beats up on robots. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Beating up robots is fine. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a little interesting blip, but we'll see. Like, she, who knows? She may have she even may have been told something wrong. Somebody could have misheard something and reported it to her. Yeah. No. It could have been a fan saying something about, oh, hey, I hear they're doing a Punisher show. Yeah. Or just maybe she hadn't realized that Daredevil was happening. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else, like, out of context, thought she thought they were talking about the Punisher, but it was really Daredevil. So we shall see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for it. I think he, I think he's a, he was a very good Punisher. And I think there's avenues you could go in, even if you adapt that current Marvel comic that's going on right now, where he becomes the leader of the hand. Like, that, mm-hmm. that'd be great. But they haven't introduced the hand yet in the MCU, so. No, but they did in the Netflix series. So I guess it depends on how much of the Netflix series are they bringing into the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hard part, right? Is we, we know it won't be everything. But how much of it are they going to bring over? Interesting. Uh, all righty. Um, any other news? You got anything, Kev? Or are you good? 
I don't. Um, I think no, it's okay. I think we're waiting for D23 to happen next month before there's yeah. any big news coming. So um, it's a couple weeks until Star Trek comes back. Lower Decks is coming back in a couple of weeks. and mm. That's about it. Uh, oh, I, I was reading I, an I article. A, uh... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Kev, I was reading an article today about that comic you were telling me about. The uh, Star Trek one where uh, yes. S- with Cisco and yes. his like Avengers team of Star Trek people. Yeah, sounded interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. I'm intrigued. All the the gods across the Star Trek universe are being killed, and that's and uh, th- that's part of what Cisco's mission is is to just find out what's going on and stop it. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it could be fun. Speaking of, that's a, actually a good segue into what I was going to say. Speaking of Star Trek comics, our good friend Jay Fosgett is doing a cover or two for the Lower Decks comic book. Oh, Ooh. that's cool. I didn't know there was a Lower Decks comic coming, so that's uh, exciting. Yeah. It's coming from IDW because it's, uh, it's one of the properties they still have rights to. <laughs> I think it's their main property right now. Uh, right now, I would and definitely they say are, that it is. They are now officially the the company that has published the most Star Trek comics of any company. They just surpassed DC as the company that's printed the most Star Trek hmm. comics. Cool. Alrighty. Um, so, this week, uh, a bunch of stuff got uh, put onto Disney Plus and released out into Netflix and the wild. Uh, okay, so... Let's start with, uh, I think, the one that the least of us may have watched, or maybe the most of us. Did anybody watch Sandman? I know Jen and I have watched the first episode. Uh, Anybody else caught any of it from now? I'm at episode two. You're at episode two. Ryan? I have one episode left. Oh, wow. I didn't think you were enjoying it it yet. Well, it's ten episodes. It's hot outside. I wasn't leaving my couch today. Oh yeah, because two and two equals. It. Ryan watched a lot of Netflix today. See, and I wanted to watch it slowly and savor it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm giving myself an episode a day. Okay, so let's focus on the first episode, and we'll start with Ryan because Ryan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've never read the comic, right? I have no exposure to Sandman previous to this series. Okay. So what did you what have you thought of it so far without giving any spoilers to the rest of us? <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, a, it's an interesting premise and very interesting characters. Uh, I like the look and then the other thing kind of I'm trying to remember just what were the other things that happened just in the first episode. Hmm. Without going further into things, but well, um, the first episode, if this helps, Ryan is basically he's captured and then he is freed. That's it. <laughs> is he freed by Somebody the end of the first? Yes, by the oh, end okay. of the first, yeah. and he makes it to the dreaming. But okay, I wasn't the sure if, he, not if that happened mistakes. in the first or the second. If he no, didn't okay. get freed until the second, but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the, the introduction to the whole the, the the dreaming and you know his ravens and. That no, the, the the importance of that and his power set and his tools, um, yeah, no, I um, now further in, there's, I'm, I feel like I've missed, I might have missed something at one point in one of the episodes, uh, but we can we'll discuss that 
at a future date after you guys have all watched it and after I finished it. My my answer might get finished. You know, I might maybe I didn't miss something and it'll get answered in the final episode for me. I okay. just right. feel like I've missed something, but um, no, I've been enjoying it. Cool, uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan I, of the comic or no? I did read the comic. Yes, I came okay. on in on it late, but went back and read all the trades. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, the early issues of Sandman, pre Vertigo, right? He was still trying to tie it into the DC Comics universe, and there's still some of those ties in this TV series as well, which I find interesting. Um, so. Um, I, I really love this, the look and the feel of this show. It's so Neil Gaiman, right? And the look of it is, it's it's dark and beautiful. I, I, I really do love it. Um, uh, I don't mind that some of the characters have been gender-swapped, like Lucien, um, mm. or that um, ethnicities have been changed, like Cain and Abel. I'm totally fine with that. Um, yeah, no. But... Uh, it's it's true to the story that was written back in the late eighties, early nineties, and it's 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 beautiful to look at too, and it's so well acted. the The actor who's playing Morpheus is perfectly cast, if you ask me. Mm. Uh, how do you, how do you guys feel, Jen? Uh, well, we've only seen the one episode. And um, it's fantastic. Um, mm. I Sandman is is a graphic novel that I I probably got into late, but um, it's pro- it's I think the thing that got me into graphic novels. Uh, I was working in Vaughn Libraries at the time, so I don't know, like two thousand and nine, I want to say mm-hmm. maybe is when I started reading it. Uh, and I I've reread it uh, several times since then, but. Um, and I also have the sequel. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I agree. I think uh, Morpheus was perfectly cast. Um, the imagery is like straight out of the book. It, like you said, it's pure Neil Gaiman. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't mind the gender swap or the or the ethnicity swap either. It kind of surprised me because I, I either forgot about it or hadn't realized it. I was like, oh, they made uh, Lucian female. Awesome. Yep. I love that they kept her pointed ears, though. So I was like, yeah, pointed ears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm savoring it because I've been looking forward to this for such a long time that I don't want to just sit down and watch them all. I want to take my time with it. So um, we watched one yesterday and I don't know if we're going to do like one a week, but probably we'll go through it quicker than that. But I just don't want to binge it. Um, but I am really looking forward to it because I know I've seen in the previews um, uh, the Gwendolyn, is that her name, who's playing Lucifer? Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, she looks so good for that role. She does. Oh, my God. I can't wait till they get to hell. <laughs> and the Corinthian scared the crap out of me in the comics and um, looks like he is not going to disappoint in the show either. So um, I, I, I like the creepy, the... creepy Corinthian. I thought for sure the look of the Corinthian was going to totally freak me out on the TV series. Yeah. Uh, because that, especially when they do close-ups of his face in the comics, just yeah. is a terrifying image. Uh, but oh, good. I I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find it as bad uh, on television as, as I did. Maybe because 
of distance or I don't know lens flare or something I don't know but it just didn't feel yeah. as freaky to me as or maybe because I was psyching myself up for it too I'm like oh yeah. creepy Corinthian image he's still creepy though um but yeah so yeah we I'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it Brent? Cool question yes, yes. so I know you guys haven't gotten, you know, you've all only watched the first episode, but you are aware of, uh, not John. um, Joanna Constantine. Joanna Constantine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that the same, is that one of the companions? Is that, um. That's Clara from Doctor Who. Okay, I thought it was, it's just, I didn't, you know, of course I could have looked at IMDb and all that, but I was like, hmm, I'm pretty sure that's who that is. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. There's Just, already talk of giving her a spin-off. Oh. Oh, I'm looking forward to her part then. <laughs> yeah, um so I have been nervous about this show and I didn't realize why until I really looked at it. Um Sandman is one of the pop culture things and one of the comic book things that I'm not sure changed my life, but definitely has a big involvement in it. Um, without getting like super mushy here, it's part of the reason why Jen and I started talking online in the first place. And now we're married. Mm. Is it? I don't remember that. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the things we had in common. (laughs) Aw. Um, it was, there was that. There's the fact that like, like this is all going to revolve around my marriage with Jen here for a little bit, but it's the first like gift I got for Jen for, I think Christmas was a sketch by Jill Thompson of her version of death. Yeah. It's hanging up, hanging up in our highway. And I got you uh, um, a death, a bust of Morpheus. (laughs) Yeah. You've gotten me one of the statues. (laughs) <laughs> um, to a side, like sort of a side point, We're Jill, nerds. who like I dealt with on that sketch and was so happy with, ended up doing the sketch that like was part of our engagement. You yeah, know, that's it's, cute. Neil Gaiman himself is still on my list of probably the nicest comic book creator I've ever met in person. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it is, I I met him during the American God signing tour at the. Indigo or Chapters, that's at uh, Young and uh, Young and uh, oh, Eglinton. And while like I was there, my girlfriend at the time was there with me, had no idea who he was. Oh, I've heard you <laughs> tell this story before. Yeah. This was before <laughs> me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And and she like and he started chatting with her and like hey I like are are like is everything okay like uh, you waited with him that this long that that says something about you and like a bunch of other stuff like it so it's I have like it's one of those properties that I have kind of a personal stake in and I gotta say that like the first episode assuaged a lot of my fears right off the bat. They've there has been changes made and like the gender swapping changes don't like affect me whatsoever. It's like it's that the the characters could be either or though like, who cares? Same with the some of the race swaps and stuff like that. But the 
the minor tweaks they've made don't bug me either. Like the the Corinthian being the, or at least from first episode, being kind of the villain of the piece, it, like works. It makes sense for mm-hmm. a TV show, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know the, the just him getting caught and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I, re- I really uh, I dug it. So I'm I'm hoping to continue to dig it, and we will. Uh, I think we'll do an update on this one too later on once uh, we're all done the series. Uh, yeah. So the the next thing that came out uh, on Disney Plus was Lightyear. Did anybody had you seen it before, Kevin? No, I have not. I totally forgot about Lightyear. It wasn't. Oh, on my so radar. you haven't watched it yet? I either. haven't watched it at all. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan, did you catch Lightyear yet? Yes, I did. Okay, what did you think? Uh, it's a perfectly serviceable children's cartoon movie. <laughs> wow, that's like, a ringing endorsement. Well, it's <laughs> it's not Toy Story. It's yes. not Cars. It's not like one of your you know. But it was meant to be. You know, this is supposed to be the cartoon that the the kid in the cartoon loved and wanted the toys from. And it's like, yeah, I can see this being that movie that being a, a movie that kids at that age would want toys from. Now, there's things that happen in this movie, and if you actually, you know, I've seen some people say have articles like, oh, there's no way that this would be the movie that he would have seen and want toys from. Like, what the Buzz Lightyear, that Buzz Lightyear and this Buzz Lightyear are nowhere near the same. And But, eh, whatever. Get over yeah. yourselves. Um, I think it's a it's a fun adventure uh, with some time traveling stuff thrown in there and a few little twists. And yeah, no, it's a fine cartoon meant for kids. How was the cat? Oh, the cat's one of the best parts. Because that's the only reason <laughs> I want to see that movie is for the robot cat. <laughs> the cat is great. Do you want to buy a life size one from Super 7? Yes. Oh, I've heard about these. Yeah, the <laughs> Super 7's been making uh, some life-size figures of a bunch of things like that. They also have a, a life-size puppy version of Snoopy. And, uh, I don't need to and, even uh, have... Pinocchio, I think, is one of the other <laughs> ones they've got. Like Disney's Pinocchio. I don't need to have even have seen the movie with to, to know if I want to have a life-size robot cat. The answer is always yes. <laughs> or do you want a life-size robot cat? Yes. <laughs> and the answer would only be no is because you want the real cat. Yes. Instead of a robot cat. I also cat. would like more real cats. Yes. But the good thing about the robot cat is less poop. Yes. Yes. No and poop. it can help you control <laughs> your spaceship. <laughs> All right. But, uh, Finally, um, I know Ryan and I watch this. I know Jen has not. <laughs> I don't know about Kevin. Is Disney Plus in Canada, Hulu in the States, dropped Prey, the new Predator film, prequel, I guess, kind of, or at least takes it. It's not even a prequel. It takes place before the other Predator movies, but it's not directly tied to any of them except for number two. Did you see this, Kevin, or is it just Ryan and I on this one? I did not. Okay. How is it directly tied to number two? Oh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get to that. Uh, okay. So, 
what did you think, Ryan? Let's get your thoughts on it first. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, my plan for uh, you know, my plan on Friday was I was gonna, you know, I did my running around after work. I picked up a pizza on the way home, and I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch Prey, and I did, and I enjoyed it. My only thing, I wish I had watched it uh, possibly later in the evening because it is a very dark in color movie, mm-hmm. and watching it when the sun was still out uh, was sometimes a little tough. You know, with the glare on the TV and not be able to make out some things. Uh, that's a that's a me problem, not a movie. Not a problem with the movie. You can always uh, watch it again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, no, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed the, the the female character, the lead, and her dog. Uh, it was a big uh, week for for pet uh, for pets and being uh, <laughs> co stars in their movies. But. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was it was pretty cool. Um, oops, that was my timer going off. Um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed the movie. I I don't have as giant of an attachment as Brent does to the Predator movie franchise on a whole, but this one felt more like the original Predator to, Predator movies to me, in that it was yeah, it's. It looks well. We we have no idea what the predator, what their motivation is, other than testing itself against other predator, other and creatures that are predators. Um, like at one point you see it, there's like a, 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 like a mouse, or like you know, sniffing around its feet, and then a snake jumps out and eats the mouse, and then the, the whole time the predator's standing there like in its invisible camo mode. And then it, the snake senses it and goes to attack it, but then it grabs the snake and then skins it alive. Aww. So it kind of just, you know, it's testing itself against other creatures. Yeah. Which has been one of the whole, one of the story points of the Predators is that, you know, they come to Earth to kind of just as like a hunting ground or a testing ground. Mm-hmm. Or like they're young to prove themselves and blah, 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 but... What'd you think, Brent? Uh, I really liked it. This is probably the second best Predator movie and the first best of the sequels. Uh, the original Predator, as far as like uh, 80s action movies go, is is damn near perfect. Like uh, watching it, uh, I rewatched it uh, about two weeks ago. And <sighs> the other than there are some jokes that... Or, or some one-liners that would not fly now just due to language. And we have come a bit farther as a society. Um, other than that, it still holds up really, really well. Effects and all. The thing I like about this movie, and the thing that, like, it's weird that we got this movie and the Batgirl announcement on the same week. Is because one of the arguments that people were throwing out there not smart people, I will say, <laughs> is that Batgirl wouldn't have done well because it's a female minority-led film. Nobody wants to see, in quotes, a female-led action film, especially with a minority in it. First of all, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ms. Marvel was great. Yeah. Oh, Ms. Marvel was fantastic. Second of all, uh, here's your example of a great 
<laughs> like female-led action movie with a minority in it. One of the things that um, maybe Ryan might not be aware of this, but uh, the, Ryan, what language did you watch this movie in? I was going to say, did you notice that there's a Cherokee version? You can available? watch it. Yep, you can watch it in Comanche. Oh, so, Comanche. Sorry, I thought yeah, it's in Cherokee. It's, My bad. That's okay. It, so, of which there are only a hundred speakers left, apparently. Mm. But that—that's wow. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the movie itself, uh, like you're not going to get much in the way of surprises. Um, the describe the plot is like it's a Disney princess movie, <laughs> but it's an R-rated Disney princess movie. Oh. Is she she the main character? wants to be a hunter the men all tell her no that she should know her place in society other than her brother her brother's a little bit more lenient so she goes out to prove herself become a hunt to become a hunter and lo and behold she's the best hunter out of the lot of them of course she is and she talks to animals with her with little pet dog no that's true Dan. she even has a little pet like a little pet animal that follows her for most of the movie Aww. The difference between this and a Disney princess movie, however, is uh, we never saw like M- <laughs> Moana like cut the head off of any of the bad guys <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> it's like um, one of my favorite movie reviewers, Movie Bob, pointed out that like this is also proof that like one of the the arguments against movies like this is you can't have a quote-unquote woke movie and a kick-ass action movie in both. And, like, this movie proves you can do all the things. Because it's, like, not only is it a female-led movie by a Native American, and not only can you watch it in Comanche if you so choose, you can, like, it also has, like, the French colonizers who show up in it are (laughs) dirtbags. Like they, they, it shows one of their uh, favorite tactics of skinning the buffalo to disrupt the food supply around the the natives in the area, and you know just take the pelts because that's the only useful part. You know, not the meat or any of the food that you could get off of it. And all of those guys meet wonderful ends. <laughs> so, um, I highly recommend it. Like the only, my only really gripe with the movie is I didn't get to see this on the big screen. Mm. Like the quality that was put in this, I think you could have done a theatrical run with this and done quite well. Didn't they do a theatrical run or not at all? Nope. nope. It's on Hulu in the States, Disney plus up here. Oh, well that's too bad. And Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get one now because it just, it's it's being talked about a lot. But it's like a, like Jen doesn't like the Predator movies on a whole or doesn't nope. really have an interest in them. This is one of the ones where I'm like, I think you would like this. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I this one sounded better just because I I really like the idea and I think that the the premise was really cool about hit, mm. about the Predator going to a different time period and trying it out but i still am not super keen to watch it (laughs) yeah now so yes ryan did you watch the credits yes did you watch the animations in the credits as it's telling the retelling the story of the movie yeah but i wasn't super paying attention to them why well at the very end 
it it's interesting because at the end uh, where we where we get to the point where she shows up to the you know the camp and with the head and they celebrate her and all that, so you see that in their little crude drawings, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she stops because she hears something and you see the little stick person turn and look to the sky and then like three predator ships come out of the sky. Oh, okay. So here is the the connection. And the spoilers are coming, folks, so you may want to skip ahead. <laughs> Here is the connection between this movie and Predator 2. Okay, you know that flintlock pistol that she gets? Yes. That is the same flintlock pistol that one of the Predators hands over to Danny Glover at the end of Part 2. Okay. Yeah, I, you may not remember 2 that well. I, I just was going to say, I have not it. seen 2 in forever yeah so at at the end he beats the the predator that's been like going around la killing people Mm -hmm. and but he does it on the predator ship and then like this group of predators comes out of like their invisibility cloaks and they give him uh a this flintlock pistol as a trophy and it's got the inscription and the date that the pistol has in this movie. That's oh, the, okay. the connection. So the one which, that we see her drop at the drop back at the camp. Yeah. Which, mm. uh, which is the first time that predator two really gets connected to anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so have you seen, okay, if we're going to go with connections, yeah, have you seen the one on the internet where people are connecting the first predator to stranger things? Yeah, I have seen that. Because um, I guess they keep talking about this this uh, this hopper that used to be that was good at getting out of out of things and, and escaping from places. It was an old yep. friend of of theirs, and Jim it was Hopper. Like, yeah, Jim Hopper, and that's the guy you know in in Stranger Things' his name. And Stranger Things, where the timeline lines up with one predator would have been happening, and that's funny. Yeah, it also means Jim Hopper dies. Oh, he might. Because <laughs> he's part of the, the, that team that they find skinned in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, so there is some recommendations and reviews of stuff that came out this week. I've um, got one, too, but I'm going to save it for my geek pick. I was just going to say, just to the end of the episode... Uh, we'll do geek picks and then Patreon shoutouts. Uh, since you're all ready to go, go ahead. So there was one more TV series that dropped this week uh, based on a highly acclaimed comic book series, and that was Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Cliff Chang's Paper Girls, which debuted on Amazon Prime last week. I uh, have watched all eight episodes. I did it one episode a day. I, I don't like a quick binge. I did a slow binge on it, and it's really good. I think if you like Stranger Things, which is a show, admittedly, I haven't watched, but if you like shows about kids from the 80s riding bikes and going on adventures, uh, you will like Paper Girls. It's about four girls who uh, go out to do their paper route on the morning of November 1st, 1988, and get sucked up in the middle of a time war and deposited in the year 2019. Some of them get to meet themselves as adults. Some of them learn some things about themselves that they didn't wish they didn't know. And uh, it's really... It's really fun. It's so well cast. It's very well acted. 
um, and uh, it's it's left on a cliffhanger. So I gotta hope that Amazon ponies up the money for a season two because I gotta know what happens to the Paper Girls. <laughs> cool. All right, Paper Girls from Kevin. Uh, Jen, do you got one? I do. Uh, so I was on vacation this week uh, with my uh, sister and her family. And so all the movie nights had to be mostly children's movies. Um, so we watched The Mitchells versus The Machines, which came out back in 2021. And I'm pretty sure somebody used as a geek pick. Um, I don't know. Brian or Kevin, did one of you guys use this as a geek pick? I have heard so many good things about this movie, but I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Sorry, what movie did you say? The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, yes, I watched that. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It is. Yeah. It was so funny and so heartwarming and so funny, and the dog just killed me. Um, and it's basically this like dysfunctional family ends up going on this road trip. And end up finding themselves in the middle of a robot apocalypse, where basically the version of I of uh, Apple, the Apple in this universe, which is called Pal, takes like kidnaps all of humanity, um, and then it's up to these uh, this family to uh, try to save the world, basically. And it's so funny. So yes, please, please, please go watch the Mitchells versus the Machines. I assume it's still on. Um, Netflix. So yeah, that's my that's uh, Okay, so I watched another movie on Netflix today. Uh, this one will uh, may interest you, Brent. I watched Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. Okay. So this is that new style Ninja Turtles. Yep. Uh, that neither one of us have shown any interest in before yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Where they also have, like, magical powers. What? Yep. That's part of why we didn't care about it before now. Um, well, this, and it was only the done being done in, like, 15-minute cartoon chunks. Where the episode, so it's like that style of, of cartoon and writing, so, eh. But this is not. This is a movie, so it's so you know. It's like a, I think it was ninety minutes, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. It is your typical Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action. Uh, they're they're crying. They're trying to prevent the crying from coming to Earth and and uh, taking over. Uh, there's some time travel involved. Uh, so the premise starts off in the future, where the crying have already been come to Earth and. Have, pretty much taken over and they're trying to fight back we see an older leonardo who at this point is a master himself and case a young casey jones is his his student and the they you they send casey back in time to just before the krang show up to you know to to prevent it to help save the world and then but that's you know, then the movie goes on and that's what happened. You know they fight the Krang and there's stuff going on and you know some of the takes on the turtles were were, were not quite what I was used to or what I what I liked it in my turtles. But in, by the time the movie's finished, in the end, it's like yeah no this is a cool kids Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, yeah, would the forty year old Brent Ninja Turtle fan like it? I, I can see Brent probably not liking it. 
because he can be an old curmudgeon sometimes <laughs> when it comes to his turtles. But if you look at it at the eyes of, hey, this is meant for kids, then, uh, yeah, your kids will have a good time watching this. And you might, if you sit down and watch it with them, you'll probably enjoy it, too. Okay, I want to know more about the turtles' magical powers. Uh, then you have to watch more about it, because part of what got me interested in this was, in the trailer, they at the beginning, pretty much from the first you know little bit that we have to see the turtles, they lose their magical powers. Ah. All righty. That brings me go. to me and my geek pick. And my geek pick is an action figure. I picked up, uh, speaking of turtles, mm-hmm. uh, Raphael as Frankenstein's monster. NECA has been uh, started making the turtles as the various universal monsters. And this figure is in the running for my figure of the year. It is just so cool. So well detailed. Like, bravo, NECA. It, it's, it, was a, it was a figure I never thought about wanting, and the minute I had it, I knew I have to have all the rest of them. So, yeah, because we're also getting Leonardo as the Hunchback of Notre Dame, um... Donatello as the Invisible Man, Michelangelo as the Mummy, Splinter as Van Helsing, April as um, the Bride Bride of Frankenstein. There's a a lot of cool stuff that they can do with this line, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Because this one is just like, just knocked it out of the park. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, so before we go... Uh, shout out to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, if you are interested in helping out the the show uh, financially, three bucks a month, you get uh, occasional write-ups by yours truly on various weird and nerdy things. Um, and you, uh, you help us uh, keep uh, the lights on and uh, pay for everything. So, well, not everything, but you're, you're helping out a lot. If you uh, cannot help out financially, completely understand, especially with the price of gas these days. Um, if you would, uh, feel free to go to your podcasting app of choice and, you know, uh, just throw us a good review and why you like the show and why other people should listen to it. So, the patrons are, we have Drew Parent, Karina, Rhino Vision, Alex James, Team Woods, who also did our, our nice little landing page directing site at uh, truenorthnerds.com. Uh, thank you, Team Woods, for that. Mike Hammond, Gavin, and Rex. So, thank you all very much. Your patronage is uh, just really helps out a lot. Um, I should be putting up another patron, uh, either first or patrons only article up within the, uh, the next uh, little while. So yeah, Yay. that's it. For- Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's it for the show. Uh, speaking of shout outs, we'll go around the table. Uh, Kevin, where can people listen to you beyond this place? 
Okay, we just recorded episode 100 of Galaxy Class, the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. So you can find that there. We go through each character and each pick our top episode for each character on the crew of The Next Generation. Uh, Stage Whispers, I've got an episode coming out. uh, uh, It probably came out today uh, or or this week. No, it comes out this Friday as this gets recorded, uh, released. Uh, and it is a roundtable discussion with all the local community theaters in North Simcoe and how would they survived uh, the pandemic and what, what they're doing moving forward. So that'll be interesting, too, if you like live theater. So uh, listen to Stage Whispers as well. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Where can people listen to you? Uh, well, you can hear me uh, along with Ed Campbell uh, once a month here with... Uh, with our episodes of Tales from the Collectiverse. Uh, the last episode just came out uh, just this past week. We were a little behind because we waited for uh, San Diego Comic-Con to finish and life kind of got in the way. Um, so it ended up being an early August instead of July episode. But we'll have another episode this month at the end of August, probably post-Fan Expo, so we can do a bit of a toy collectible roundup of that. Um, but yeah, no, so you can catch us there. And then you can also follow us on... Uh, Tales from Collectiverse on Instagram, where we post uh, photos and videos of our new purchases and uh, little reviews and stuff like that. So, yeah, please find us there, have fun, watch us. What about you, Jen? Oh, you can find me um, at on Instagram at Dolls and Ponies, uh, and that's where I'm taking pictures of uh the my dolls and ponies and sailor moon stuff and star wars stuff and shira stuff and anything else that i collect or find to be adorable um i'm a little behind because like i said i was on vacation this past week so i didn't post but um i will take some pictures at some point and stick them up there um yeah you could also reach out uh to me um at the true north nerds instagram at true north nerds we all contribute to that one but um, I try to remember to post stuff up and I tend to forget, but you know, if you want to reach out to me, those are two ways to do it. Um, yeah. Mm, who's next? I'm the only one left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, right now, this is my main thing. Uh, the dark side will be returning. Uh, I'm thinking September, hopefully. Uh, I've been taking a break to to deal with a couple things that have been going on in in the the, the head and in my life. Uh, so yeah, uh, nothing bad. We're the, the, well, uh, I shouldn't say that. But nothing bad so far. <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah, I contribute to uh, our Patreon and our Instagram, posting up uh, action figure pictures of uh, stuff that I've been buying. Uh, there's probably going to be uh, a little bit of a teaser. There's probably going to be something really cool sh- showing up on it, uh, toy-wise, early next week. So, ooh, yeah, I I, oh. I, I picked up something. Uh, I, I won something on an auction that uh, is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, that's what my alarm was for, and apparently I didn't set my time for the right time, and I missed something tonight. So, ah, darn it. Yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, Apparently you can I wasn't con- worthy. <laughs> oh, okay. I know what you're bidding on now. Uh, so that's it for us. Uh, join us again in two weeks for another episode. In the meantime, uh, stay uh, as happy and healthy as you can. Bye. Bye. See ya.
Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. So set your phasers to sexy